The Israelites said to Moses and Aaron, if only we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pots and ate our fill of bread. There is so little distance between God's great gift and the people's complaint. This is chapter 16. In chapter 15, this is what the people have said, standing on the freedom side of the Red Sea. I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. Horse and rider he has thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my might, and he has become my salvation. In the Exodus, God has shown himself to be irreducibly, incontrovertibly for his people. Then the Lord said to Moses, I have seen the misery of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard their cry. I know their sufferings, and I have come down to deliver them. At the Red Sea, God's deliverance is accomplished. Sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously, Miriam sings. You have brought us out into this wilderness to kill us with hunger, the people say, eight short verses later. In this, the swift turn from joy to accusation, the Israelites are not particularly original. This has happened before in the history of God's people. It has happened in the garden at the beginning of the world. In chapter 2 of Genesis, the Lord God puts the man in the garden he has planted, and the Lord God makes to grow in the garden every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food, and he forms every beast of the field and every bird of the air. He makes from the man's rib a woman and brings her to the man. And the man says, This at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. At last. And the man and the woman are naked and are not ashamed as they walk together in the garden God has planted for them. Bone of my bones, at last. That is chapter 2. In chapter 3, after the serpent and the fruit, the man says, The woman whom you gave me to be with me, she gave me the fruit of the tree, and I ate. It's all her fault. It does not take long to go from joy in the gift God has given to bitter complaint at that very gift. The stories are different, you might say. The problem in Eden is disobedience. The failure to heed the word of God in the midst of so much plenty, taking the fruit, the one fruit that is forbidden. Here in the wilderness of the Exodus, there is no fruit at all, only absence. Hunger and desert and fear, the felt absence of the providence of God. And yet, this is like that other moment, Exodus tells us. This fear is also a failure of obedience. It's a failure to hear God's word, to hear and to heed, to know that God's word is constant and that God's word is good.
Exodus frames this whole episode with the commandment. There the Lord made for them a statute and an ordinance, Exodus says at the end of chapter 15, just before this passage. If you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight and give heed to his commandments, I will not bring upon you the diseases I brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. And what does God say in the middle of this passage about why this is happening? I will see if the people will keep my instruction. And at the end of the passage, Moses says, It is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded. Gather as much as each of you needs, and do not store it up for the next day. The bread in the wilderness, the freedom on the other side of the Red Sea, comes like the bounty of the garden with God's commandment. And that commandment is precisely the providence of God. Do not store up the bread because you do not need to, because I am your God and you are my people and I am with you to save. You think that you stand in the wilderness alone, but I prepare a table before you. I will give you the bread that you need. It will rain down from heaven upon the earth. I will give you the bread that you need, and you will eat and be satisfied. This is the word of the Lord. God's commandment to his people in the wilderness, like his commandment to humankind in the garden, is the word of promise. I am your God. I am the God who heals you. Listen to my word, because in it I am with you to save. I am with you in the Red Sea joy, and I am with you in the wilderness where you cannot see my face. Trust me, turn to me, look to my word. Do not store up bread for tomorrow. Do not look to your own provision, the words that perhaps you prefer. There is a greater gift here. Look to my word, for I am with you and I am the one who saves. With the bread from heaven, God asks his people for obedience. Listen to my word, because it is my love. Keep my commandments, and you will find the saving help it is my good pleasure to give. Look to my word, and you will see heaven opened, and bread descending in the wilderness of your need. This bread in the wilderness, of course, does not stand alone. It points forward to that other bread, that other moment of God's great love and deliverance known in the face of Jesus the Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son. When the world did not know him, 
when the world did not receive him, when the world stood by its own choice in the wilderness alone, God gave his only son. And he said, this is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Listen to him, for he is my word. Hear in his word your hope. All the days of Egypt, all the wilderness places, covered over in him by grace. We stand here at the beginning of Lent, with the feel of ashes still on our foreheads. We stand here at the beginning of Lent with the remembrance of the garden, the knowledge of our failure to heed God's word, the distance from God we repeatedly choose, this knowledge fresh in our minds. We stand here at the beginning of a road that leads to the cross. We know the story, the ashes and the grace, the reason the road has Good Friday at its end. There is reason, God knows, in our own lives and in our world and in our church, to believe that we stand by our own choice in the wilderness alone. But that is not the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord is Jesus Christ in the hour of our need. At twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall have your fill of bread. For I am the Lord your God, and I am with you to save. Exodus holds out Christ to us, right up against the ashes. And Exodus asks us to walk through Lent with obedience and also with joy. Listen to God's word, because that is where your bread, your life, is bound. And be glad, because the wilderness is not what it seems. If you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord, the wilderness in the providence of God is not, after all, the time of God's absence, but the place of God's grace. For there is a cross that rises at its end. Turn to me and hear my word, and you will see the heavens opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. This is the word of the Lord. Amen.